Hi, this is Gina Pickering. The Beerlia wetland reaches out to the community, inspiring action, emotion and creativity. Singers, songwriters and poets responded to threats of destruction, arrest and trauma with music and mood for reflection. Poets Nandi Chinner and Daniel Hansen choose their words carefully. In this episode, surviving the damage with poems, prayers and promises. Why, why, why you make me wanna cry, cry, cry? Why, why, why you make me wanna cry, cry, cry? The reality of bulldozers ripping through Banksia woodland in late 2016, early 2017 prompted musicians like Michael Bowes and Sayerman to create a musical community consciousness. What's the use of the law if you can't protect the earth no more? What's the use of the law? It wasn't just soundtracks that rang out. Violence against the land inspired poetry of place from celebrated Wajak and Wajala poets. So, this is it. Sixty or so of us standing in the road. The riot squad yelling, move, move! But my feet have become stones cemented into the tarmac. Someone grabs my hand and the police horse staggers into my shoulder. Her sweat and fear smell like my own. This is Nandi Chinna, poet and researcher. Dark light. Sometimes, when it's cool and fresh at night, I like to walk along the Wayubup and meditate, barefoot on the Buddha in the moonlight, absorbing light straight from source through strings of spirit in the air, in the water, the rocks, the forests, everywhere, keeping everything interconnected, while also drawing energy and strength through the minerals in the sand and the direct connection, Nyanjina, form from touching the life force of the land, buzzing directly into and around my soul. This is Daniel Hansen, poet. One of the most traumatic times for me was when I, I was by myself, I was just standing at the fence because they put up these fences to keep us out of the bush. And I was looking at the woody pear trees in, in the bush at Malvolio Road and in all the years I'd been involved in this place, I'd never seen a flower like that. Their long, um, creamy fingers of flowers they were just so beautiful and there was a bulldozer sitting in there and they'd already started bulldozing these trees. And there was also a little family of tawny frogmouth owls that were nesting in there. I was just crying and I was calling to them and I was saying, you're saying goodbye, <laughs> calling out goodbye to them. Goodbye woody pear, goodbye tawny frogmouth. Goodbye, Mary, because I knew that they were going to be 
bulldoze the next day. I have been interested in wetlands for a long time and had written a book previously about wetlands. And I think being involved in activism like that, it is a really emotional experience. And I wrote those poems just to really help relieve the pressure I felt, the grief and distress I felt around the pointy end of that campaign, which was when bulldozers were knocking down Banksy Woodland and, you know, rolling into the wetlands. When the drilling rig enters the wetlands, surrounded by officers with tasers and guns, the horse's legs and chest push into my spine, causing me to trip, stand, fall, stumble. The swamp clicks and sighs. By the time, you know, the election, WA state election was coming and it was like this critical time when Colin Barnett decided he was going to do this no matter what and start bulldozing, the, there was years of organising and spreading information and doing public events so that people knew about it. It wasn't just, oh my goodness, there's bulldozers at the end of the street, what should we do? The poets. The day the poets arrived, the bulldozer churned back time to the beginning when the earth was soft and there were only spirits roaming the flat, cold sand. And the poets had to create the world all over again. They paced the fence line reciting names, germinating species on their tongues. Being arrested, um, you know, that's not a light thing. It's kind of quite traumatic really to be, have to go through that arrest scenario and going out and doing civil disobedience. I just felt I had to write about it because it was such a strong experience. And also to honour the other people that were being so brave and, you know, putting their lives on hold really while they were trying to fight this thing. Eight years of my life and for other people, some, a few other people that was even longer than that, like Rex Salur, he's had been working on this campaign for 30 years and Felicity Bairstow as well. There was one day when the bulldozers were actually going into the top end of a sacred, really sacred swamps, not Bibra or North Lake, but like Frog Swamp and the other little swamp at the top. It was raining and there were police and like, you know, just police horses, police paddy wagons, chains of police. And the bulldozers were in there and the police were protecting the bulldozers. And there was this big mob of people it started by a couple of women. They just were singing the name Belia in a lament, in a deep moaning lament. Belia, Belia. But then on the good side, a really beautiful moment was when one day all the kids from the Steiner school came across, they wagged school 
and they'd made a big banner and they'd written a song. When you look at the historic, um, the historical destruction of wetlands in Perth, that place has been saved all this time. When 90% of, of all the other wetlands have been destroyed, that place has been there. Somewhere I just felt like the power of that place was what really helped us to save it. It wasn't any ordinary place. And once I noticed the whimsically blissful energy dancing within and around everything, reinvigoration, rejuvenation, enlightenment, empowerment of the night, of the court, and of the Kurumij. Special thanks to Perth Waldorf School and 10 News First, Perth. <laughs>